many of those of us who've been together in this learning vibe, as well as people who heard the recording afterwards, when we wanted to give a system how to learn a Gemara Bukias effectively, and we went through the stages, the seven steps, so to speak, of how to learn Bukias. So people wanted a practical example. So, Be'ez Hashem, in this year what I'd like to do is take the first daf of Masech HaSukkah. It's a daf which we've learned in the yeshiva. It's also a daf which is right now something that Daf Yomi is about to start. And I'd like to go through the daf using the method we described. Obviously, the first two points. The first one, that a person doesn't get distracted. So that is taken for granted. We're not going to go off the topic. And the fact that we'll give the Gemara a chance to speak and not look right or left, neither to Rashi or to Tosis, until we've first seen what the Gemara has to say. That's understood. The matter we spoke about learning aloud, so in the context of a Shia, of course, we're going to speak aloud. But the other five steps we spoke about, number one, how to build the Gemara inside, step by step. Number two, to follow the flow of the Gemara outside. Number three, to use the principles of numbers or ideas to quantify and set up the Gemara in the logical sequence. Number four, to follow the flow of the Sugya from beginning to end and see what's changed, what's remained the same, what's been asked, what's been answered. That we can try to do together. This is only a sample share of one daf. I still hold what I said in the first share is true and that is when a person knows the Gemara clearly, like Ba'ez Hashem, we will do when we go through the daf then it's possible afterwards to revise outside the points of the sugya and the regular daf, it shouldn't take more than a minute. So we'll try to do that as well. If there's interest, whether from the people listening live right now or the people who hopefully will be listening to this recording as well, so we can try and go weiter and learn other daf in the same style. But the main thing is, I think it's something everyone's capable of doing on their own. It's just a matter of getting used to the idea, and then you could all be putting out Shurim like this one. Okay, that's enough of an introduction. And therefore, Be'ezer Hashem, we'll tonight right now together, we're going to be starting the first half of Masech HaSukkah. And I wish everybody here the bracha, that just like we've been with Masech HaSukkah, this everyone should be Zaychah to Masech HaSukkah, it's not a long Masech HaSukkah, I'm finish, if it's doing the Daf Yomim Baruch Hashanah, it works out very well that most would fall over Ben Azmanim. And like I said, it can either be if there's an interest in the context of a share like this, or if you want to do it by yourselves, I do have Take the method, do it by yourselves, and then Masech HaSukkah. The Mishnah says, four halachas in HaSukkah. The first one, Sukkah she gavoya lemaila me'esrim amapsula. A sukkah which is higher than 20 amas is possible, Rabbi Rabbi Yudah Machshir. Rabbi Yudah says it's still kosher. The second halacha, v'sha'ein l'gavaya asar t'vachim, it's not ten t'vachim high. The third halacha, v'sha'ein l'shalish t'vanis, it doesn't have three walls. And the fourth halacha, v'shechamosa merube mitzilasa psula. If there's more sun coming in from the, the roof, from the schach, then there is shade, it's possible. The Gemara is going to bring a similar mit- mishnah in Maseches Erevin, and the Gemara is going to contrast the difference in the language between the two. So the Gemara says like this, t'nan hosam, we learnt over there in a mishnah, in Masechus Erevin. Mavui. A Mavui is a alley 
which has three walls, but the one side is still open to Rishos Rabbi. Therefore, halachically, it's considered the Rishos Yachid because it has three walls. However, Rabbanan wanted to have a symbol on the fourth wall, some kind of sign that people shouldn't inadvertently carry from the Mavi into the street. And therefore, they wanted a person to put either a standing pillar or a crossbeam across the Mavi. And therefore, what you're talking about is the crossbeam across the Mavi. And how high can a person make it, says the Mishnah at the beginning of Erevin, If the beam was put more than 20 amas high, you might. He has to bring it lower. And Rav Yudah says that he doesn't need to bring it lower. So what's the Gemara's question? Over here we spoke about a sukkah of 20 amas and we said it's possible. And what's the difference by a mavi where we, where we give what needs to be done in order to fix it? In other words, it's a question of the language. And the Gemara gives two answers. The first answer is sukkah daraisa tani psula Mavi Darabon and Tanita Kanta. A sukkah is Midaraisa, and therefore this is the Lashon of Psul. A Mavi Darabon and therefore this is the Lashon of what needs to be done to fix it. Vibo is the second answer. Midaraisa and Tanita Kanta. Something which is also Midaraisa, we could also have used the Lashon of how to fix it. But, Miyo Sukkah, the Nafish Mile, Pasuk Vitanipsula. Since in Sukkah we're talking about four Dinim in one Mishnah, and therefore if we're going to discuss how to fix it, We'd have to use a different notion for each one. A sukkah which is too high, we'd have to bring down. A sukkah which is too low, we'd have to bring up. A sukkah which doesn't have enough walls, we'd have to add walls. And therefore it's easy just to say it's possible, and we understand by inference what needs to be done to make a kosher. But mavui delay nafish tani takanta. Since the mavui is only one case brought in that mishnah, and therefore it's easy to bring the way to fix it. The understanding of the Gemara is, is that in the first answer, the more correct Lashon for the Raisa would be possible, and the more correct Lashon for the Rabban would be Takanta. According to the second Lashon, really the Lashon Takana would always be the better Lashon, except in the case of our Mishnah, it would get too difficult to attack in each one of the four cases of Psul separately. That's the first segment of the Gemara. The second segment of the Gemara. The Gemara wants to understand what's the reason why a circle which is too high is possible. The Gemara is going to give us three answers. It says the Gemara, Menahani Mili. Where do we know that a sukkah which is too high is possible? The first answer, Omar Rabba. The Omar Kra, the Pasuk says, Leman Yisrael. You should know all, in all future generations that HaKadosh Baruch Hu housed the Jewish people in sukkahs when they were in the Midbar. If they have to know that, then Ad Esrim Omar, Adam Yudeh Shodar B'Sukkah. Until 20 hours high, a person is aware of the fact he's sitting in the sukkah. We'll see why in a moment. But if the sukkah will be more than 20 amas high, a person doesn't know that he's right now sitting in a sukkah. Why? Because his eyes don't see the schach. What makes the sukkah unique is the schach. Walls could be the same as in his house. And therefore, a person needs to be able to see the schach. And we can only do that until 20 amas high. So that's the first reason the Gemara gives why a sukkah too high would be possible. And at this stage, the Gemara doesn't explain what Rabbi Yehuda would be arguing about. The second reason the Gemara gives to explain why a sukkah which is too high is possible, Rabbi Zerah Amar, Mehocho. The sukkah tiyeh letzel The Pasuk says that a sukkah will be to provide shade in the daytime from the heat. And if that's the case, the point of the sukkah is to provide shade. Ad esrim amar adam yoshev betzel sukkah. Until 20 amas, a person sitting in the shade which was provided by the sukkah. Lema'lem esrim amar en adam yoshev betzel sukkah, ena betzel tfanas. 
But if it's, the sukkah is more than 20 amas high, then the shade which is reaching the person is coming from the walls, not from the schach. We'll see later in the Gemara, the Gemara will explain this opinion better. And if that's the case, if the schach needs to be providing the shade, so the Gemara asks the question, if what needs to provide the shade is the schach, then if a person makes his sukkah in a valley between big mountains, and therefore the shadow of the mountains, so to speak, is protecting the sukkah from the sun, are we going to say it's not a kosher sukkah? Because the shade which the person is sitting in are coming from the mountains. So if Zared explains himself, there, if you would take the mountains away, there would be pr- shade provided by the schach. Here, if you take the walls away, there wouldn't be shade provided by the schach because the sukkah is too high. And if that's the schach's case, the schach would be, the shade would fall out of where the person is sitting. And therefore, it doesn't have to be that actively the person sitting in the shade of the schach. But what it means is, is that the schach has to be able to provide shade into the area of the sukkah. And if it's not doing that, then the schach isn't being matched with the sukkah by providing shade for the area of the sukkah itself. That's the second answer. The third answer. A person is sitting in the sukkah for seven days, which means a sukkah which is a structure of a seven-day structure. For the seven days of sukkahs, Go out of your permanent residence and live in a temporary residence. And if that's the case, if the nature of a sukkah is to be a temporary residence, then add esrim ama adam Until 20 amas, a person makes his home into something which is aray, something which is temporary. But lemalem esrim ama, if I wanted to make a structure of more than 20 amas, in order to make it stand, the person has to reinforce it, has to lay proper foundations for such a high structure. And if that's the case, it would be considered a diras keva, a permanent habitation. And here also the Gemara has a question. If you have called rather that a sukkah has to be something temporary, that doesn't depend just on the height. If a person would make metal walls for his sukkah, then maybe there also would be possible. So Rava answers him, Amale, This is what I'm going to tell you. Ad esrim ama the adam oise dirase diras arai. Until 20 amas, a person could theoretically make the structure something temporary, and therefore ki avale diras keva nami nafik. Even if he would make it out of something which is permanent, he'd be yotze. But lemaila me esrim ama. If the sukkah would be more than 20 amas, the Adam Oyser Dirase Diras Keva, a person has to make the Dira of Keva, then Kiyavale Diras Arai, Nami If he would make it a Diras Arai, so then he wouldn't be Yotze. In other words, Ravi is saying that it doesn't depend on the material used, it depends on what it has to be used. And therefore, something which would require, necessitate a Diras Keva, a permanent structure, that would be possible. Something which does not necessitate a permanent structure, then a person can make whatever one wants because it's still in the realm of a dirasarai. Turning on to the face and wood base. Now the Gemara is going to explain why each of these three opinions argue with each other. And the Gemara says, firstly, they didn't hold the first opinion of Rabbah. Kulo Karabale Amri. Rabbah said that we learn from the Pasuk, a person to know he's sitting in the sukkah. And they disagree with him because they say, Hahu What the Pasuk means is that people in all future generations have to remember the nest. 
And therefore, it has nothing to do with being actively aware you're sitting in the sukkah. Karabzeri and Amir Amri, they didn't agree with the other two, didn't agree with Rabbi Zeri. He held that the sukkah has to provide shade because the Pasuk in this context is talking about, so to speak, the booths that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make for the Tzadikim and Ganadin. It's not talking about the mitzvah of sukkah here. And if that's the case, why did Rav Zeri bring a raya from that? Rav Zeri, Im Kain, Dei Makrav, Chupat Yel Etzel Yemo. My Vesukat Yel Etzel Yemo, Shmaiz Minatarati. Rav Zeri says, I agree with you, the Pasuk's talking about the habitation that Hashem will make for the Tzadikim in the future, but I'm being like the word that it says, Vesukah. It could have said otherwise a chuppah, which is a canopy. If it uses the word sukkah, we meant to learn from that, to dint to sukkah as well. And therefore we can learn this halakha from there also. And lastly, Karava, Nami de Amri, the other opinions didn't hold like Rava, who said it needs a deras kava. They understood if you need a deras kava, then it means it's dependent on the materials being used. Like a bias from a machitzas of basil. If this person makes a structure out of pieces of metal. Okay, so that's this part of the Gemara which brings the three reasons for the Mishnah why they disagree with each other. Now the Gemara is going to bring three different comments of Amiraim in the name of Rav and the Gemara wants to understand who they're going like. So the first of these three statements says the Gemara Keman oz lahada Amar Rav Yashia Amar Rav. Rav Yashia said in the name of Rav that Machlaikas, the argument in the Mishnah between Rabban and Rav Yehuda B'Sha'ein Tfonis Magias Lizchach is only in a case where the walls don't reach the schach. There's a gap between the top of the wall and the schach. I will tfonis magias l'schach, but if the walls would reach the whole way to the schach, I feel it a mile of esrim amakshero. Even if the circle would be more than 20 amas, it would be kosher. Says the Gemara, command, who does that call it? Who does that, which opinion does that hold? Like Rabba. That holds like Rabba. The Amma Mishum Dulay Shalta Be'eno. That it says it depends that a person's eyes don't reach the schach. So it doesn't read as he's sitting in the circle. But given the tfonis magias l'schach, mishlech shalta be'eno. And therefore, in the case where the walls do reach the schach, so a person's eyes naturally travels up to the wall, to the top of the wall, and there he sees the schach, then there wouldn't be a problem. It's only when there's an airspace and the person sees the air and doesn't look higher than that, that a person doesn't realize he's sitting in a sukkah. Kaman Azla, Hod Amar Rav Hun Amar Rav, this is the second statement of Rav, in the name of Rav Hun, this is the name of Rav, Machlekes, which are by the Arba Amis to Arba Amis. The Machlekes is only when you have a sukkah of four Amis for four Amis. Aval Yesh, but Yosem, Arba Amis to Arba Amis. But if you have more than four amas, I feel the mala mesramakshara, then the machlokes wouldn't apply. Even more than twenty amas would be kosher. Says the Gemara, command kavzera. Who does this one hold like the kavzera? The amam mishum tzelhu. That he holds it's because of the shade, and therefore it would depend on the size of the sukkah in relation to its height where the shade would fall. We're given the revicha, and if the sukkah would be wider, it could tell sukkah. Then the shade of the sukkah would fall into the area of the sukkah. It's not high enough that the angle would make the shade fall outside of it. And therefore, if it's only 4 amas and 20 amas high, the shade will fall outside the sukkah, so it would be possible. If the sukkah is bigger than that, the shade will fall inside the sukkah and it would be kosher. And therefore, this opinion, which based on the size of the sukkah, holds like Rav Zerah. And now the third statement, said in the name of Rav, Command oz lahada omar rav khanan barab omar rav, machlekes b'sha'ena machzekes ele kederosha v'rubu v'shalchanai. The machlekes is by the minimum shir sukkah, which means a sukkah which can hold the majority of the person's body, his head, and the table he's eating from. If it's more than that shear, which is the minimum shear sukkah, then even more than 20 amas would be kosher. Who does, who does this statement go like? This doesn't work with any of the three explanations we gave before. In other words, it will still have to be a permanent structure. 
even if it's the size of a person's majority of his body and his table, the shade still won't fall into the sukkah, and a person's eyes will reach the schach, if, assuming the walls reach the whole way, and therefore this statement doesn't fit with any of the three answers we know. Now the Gemara wants to know, are these three opinions arguing with each other? So it says the Gemara, Bishma, the Rabbi Yasha, Pliga, the Rav, Rav, Rav Yasha, who said it depends if the walls reach the schach, argues with the other two opinions, the Inukoyavi, Shira, Bemashcha, they give their share of the size of the sukkah in its size. The Yorokoyav, Shira, Bemashcha, he didn't give a share depending on size, depends on the height of the walls. Ela Ravhunda, Ravhunda, Barabo, but the other two opinions who give different shirim in the size of the sukkah we're talking about, name of sukkah The Gemara suggests maybe they're arguing about what's the minimum shear sukkah. In other words, they, maybe they understood that the sukkah which the mission is having an argument about is the minimum shear sukkah. And if that's the case, the machlogus would be the amus. The one holds that the minimum shear of a sukkah is four amus. And the other opinion holds that the minimum size of the sukkah is a sukkah which can hold a person's head, most of his body, and his table. That's the Gemara's assumption. And the Gemara says it doesn't have to be like that. Look. Everyone can agree that the minimum shear sukkah is a sukkah which holds his head, his body, and his table. But the first opinion holds that that's the cutoff point which a sukkah of 20 amas would be possible, more than it would be kosher. Why, we don't know, because this is the third opinion which was brought before, which the Gemara didn't give us a reason for. Even though the sukkah would be kosher, but if it would be 20 amas high, it would be possible, according to Chacham, until 4 amas. But if it would be more than 4 amas, everyone would say it's kosher, because this opinion holds that it depends where the shade is going to fall. And therefore, if Chazal understood scientifically that the angle will be such, that the shade of 20 amas will fall outside of 4 amas, until 4 amas will be possible, but if it's more than 4 amas, then it will be kosher. So now the Gemara discussed the three opinions of the Meraim, and now the Gemara wants to bring a proof. Says the Gemara, we're going to bring an objection, a question on one of these three opinions. And the Gemara brings a price, and the price says the following, A sukkah which is more than 20 amas high is possible, Rabbi Yudah will say it's kosher until much higher than that, 40 or 50 amas. Now in the Brisa, Rabbi Yudah adds a proof. There's a story with Helni the queen, who had a sukkah in the city of Lod. Her sukkah was above 20 amas high. And even though the Chachamim came to visit her during sukkahs, they didn't object, they didn't comment about the fact that her sukkah was too high. Amrulai, so the Rabbanim who argue with Rav Yehuda and hold that a sukkah which is too high is possible, they said, Misham Raya, where are you bringing a Raya from? What's the proof? Isha Hoysa, Helimach was a lady, and therefore she's parted from sukkah. So even if the sukkah she was sitting in wasn't halachically kosher, nevertheless they wouldn't have a problem with that. Obviously the understanding is that it was only being used by ladies. So therefore Amrulahem, Rav Yehuda answers him back and he says, Bahaloi Shiva Bonim Havala. Held in market seven sons. And not only that, whatever she did, she relied on Chachamim to do. So obviously, if she built a sukkah so high, she was relying on Chachamim's opinion to do it. So now, Rabbi has given two disagreements with Chachamim. The first one is she also had sons, and boys would be Chayev. 
And secondly, whatever she did was Alpi Chachamim. Ask the Gemara, what's the second point of the argument? Says the Gemara, Lami Lemit Nivayid Kamasel Asel Alpi Chachamim. So says the Gemara, really, it's the continuation of the given type between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. Harik Amalu. What Rabbi Yehuda told them was, Ki Taim Rabbanim Mktanim Hayu. Mktanim Turim Nasukah. Maybe when I said the boys were still small. And children who of a young age aren't yet chayv in sukkah. And that's why Chacham didn't object to the fact that the sukkah was too high. It says Rabbi Yehuda, it can't be. Given the Shiva Havu, since there were seven of them, one of them at least must have been chayv in sukkah because the halacha is that a child who's old enough that he doesn't need his mother when he wakes up at night is chayv from the din of chinuch to sit in the sukkah. And therefore, out of seven sons, there must have been at least one who maybe more, who are old enough to be mechaiv in the din of sukkah. If Rabban would have said, that's not a din de rice, it's not by mitzvah, it's only a din of chinuch, which is only midrabbanan. And maybe she wasn't worried about the takanas of Rabban. Says, Rabbi Yehuda, no. We know that she did take care of what, take cognizance of what Chachamim said. And therefore she wouldn't have made the sukkah which was possible for her sons, if Midraban and her sons were chayv, within Chinuch to sit in the sukkah. Now, this is the b'risa. So, which opinion did, can we understand this b'risa with? Says the Gemara, According to the first opinion of Rav Yashia, that the Machlaikas is, when the walls don't reach the schach, that could be the case over here. Then it's the nature of a king or a queen in this case, to sit in a sukkah which the walls don't reach the, reach the don't reach the schach, says the Gemara continent of Gemara that allows airflow. The walls are high enough, high enough halachically, and if a person needs an airspace between the top of the walls and the schach, it allows air to come in and out. But if you're going to say that the machlokes is about a small sukkah, and if it would be bigger than the minimum four amos, then everybody would say it's kosher. Why would a queen sit in such a narrow, cramped sukkah? So says the Gemara, to answer this opinion, Within the sukkah there was a little cubicle, and therefore the cubicle was less than four amos. Asks the Gemara, Even if you're going to say that there were cubicles within the sukkah, why would the queen sit in such a small, cramped area? It was a big sukkah, but there was the small cubicle which was made inside a big sukkah. The, why we should do that? So the Gemara is going to explain. Rabban and Sabri Ali His children and all her guests were sitting in the big sukkah. She was sitting in the small cubicle with its own, so to speak, walls around her because of tzniyas. She didn't want everyone. Even though she was the queen, she wanted to be the center of attention. So she made these kind of partitions around herself. And therefore, the, specifically the place where she was sitting was small and would have not been a kosher sukkah had she not been a lady. But the rest of the sukkah was a big sukkah and was kosher. And therefore, the rest of the sukkah was kosher. Her small cubicle was not kosher because it was only four by four. But nevertheless, <coughs> they didn't say anything because as a lady, she had chayv in sukkah. Her children were sitting with her. The cubicle was to shield her or separate her from all the visitors, maybe all the guests, but her children sat with her. 
and as boys, the older ones at least would have been chayav in sukkah. And even though it, that was the case, they didn't say anything to her. And therefore, he wants to bring a proof from here to the fact that a sukkah, which is more than 20 amas high, even if it's only 4 by 4 would still be kosher. Okay, that's a summary of the Gemara. Inside, we've gone through the Gemara without getting distracted, just going through what the Gemara said. Now let's go into our second stage. Let's go into an outside revision of what the Gemara said. And you can time this if you want. We've seen the Gemara well. Let's see what the Gemara says. So we're starting. The Gemishnah says, four halachas in the sukkah. If it's too high, it's possible in 20 amas, less than 10 tvachim. It doesn't have three walls, or there's not enough shade. Rav Yudah argues about the case where it's too high. The Gemara first brings the Mishnah Erevin. The Mishnah Erevin talks about a Mavoi, which the crossbar is more than 20 amas high, and the Gemara says you have to lower it. The Gemara wants to know what's the difference there that it says you're lowering it, and here it says it's possible. The Gemara gives two answers. The first one that with the Raisa, we use Lashon of Possible. With the Rabbanon, we use Lashon of how to fix it up. The second one is even with the Raisa, we could use Lashon of how to fix it up. But in our Mishnah, there are too many different exa- cases, and therefore each one has a separate way to fix up, it would be too difficult to say that. The Gemara's second point in the Gemara. The Gemara wants to know what is the reason why the why a sukkah which is too high is possible. The Gemara gives three answers. The first answer of Rabba, you have to know you're sitting in a sukkah, and the eye only sees 20 amas high. The second answer of Rav Zera, that a sukkah is meant for shade, and the shade of a sukkah which is too high will fall outside the area of the sukkah. Abaya asks on him, if you think the shade of the sukkah means from the schach, then what about a sukkah which is situated between the mountains? And Rav Zera clarifies then what he means is that the schach of the sukkah has to be providing shade in the sukkah. Right. The third answer is the answer of Rava. Rava says it has to be something which could be a temporary structure. Abaya asks on him, if that's the case, maybe you can't make mechitzas of metal. And Rava answers, no. Since it could be made out of something else, it's still called a structure which could be temporary. Right, Amud base. The Gemara explains why each of the three pins don't hold of each other. They don't hold of Rava because they say the Pasuk is talking about the knowledge of the future generations about the miracle of sukkahs not the knowledge you have to have when you're present in the sukkah. They don't agree with Rav Zerah because the Pasuk is talking about the sukkahs in time of Mashiach and Rav Zerah answers and he says, you're right, but the usage of the word sukkah would tell us that the Salah applies to sukkah too. And they don't hold of Rav because of the question of Abai. The Gemara is now going to bring three opinions in the name of Rav where the Machlekes of a sukkah which is too high applies and the Gemara wants to say, explain which each one holds of in the logic of the Isu. So the first opinion is it depends if the walls reach the schach or not. If they don't reach the schach, there's no chlekes. If they reach the schach, there's no chlekes. That's the point of the opinion of Rava, that a person has to be able to see the schach. The second opinion is it depends if the schach is four amas or more than four amas. And the chlekes is only about four amas. The Gemara says the coin to Rav Zerah that needs the shade to fall into the schach. And the third opinion of the Gemara is it depends if it's a minimum shear schach, which can hold a person's head, his body, and his table. More than that, there wouldn't be an argument. The Gemara doesn't know which of the three opinions this one holds like. Now, the Gemara wants to know what they're arguing about. So, obviously, the first opinion is holding uh, about the walls reaching the schach, is, is holding something different to the other two. But the two opinions which hold has to be four amas, or a shear of his head is most of his body and his table. The Gemara originally thinks what they're arguing about is what's the minimum shear sukkah. And the Gemara says, no, everyone agrees the minimum shear sukkah is enough to hold a person's head, his body, and his table. The Machlaikah says, from that size until the size of four amas is a sukkah kosher like the one opinion, or do we need the shade to fall inside of it, and therefore until four amas, the shade won't fall inside, like the next opinion. Lastly, the Gemara wants to bring a proof to one of these opinions, and the Gemara gives the story of the Sukkah of Hel Malka in Lod, which was more than 20 amas high, 
And Rabbi Yudah wants to bring a proof that Chacham didn't object to her, must be held it was kosher. And even though she was a lady, she had her sons who were with her, and she had seven sons, and therefore some of them at least must have been mechuyev in the Sukkot because of chinach. Now, according to the opinion that the argument between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbanan is in the case where the schach and the walls don't meet, and we can understand the Sukkah of the Queen could have been a schach, a, a Sukkah where the walls don't meet the schach to allow, allow an air. But if the machlokes is going to be about the minimum Shia Sukkah, a four-hour Sukkah, then why would a queen sit in such a small sukkah? The Gemara's answer is that we're talking about a sukkah which has small compartments. And why would a queen sit in a sukkah with small compartments? The Gemara explains it was a big sukkah for all the guests, but small compartments as sneers for the queen. And what's the argument between Rabbi and Rabbanan? Even though the queen would be potter and her compartment was too small, but the question is, was she sitting by herself there? In which case, there would be no objection because she's not chayv in sukkah. Or were her son sitting with her? In which case, if there would have been a problem, then Rabban should have said something because her sons at least some of them would have been chayv in sukkah with Rabban. Good, that's the outside revision. So, now our third step. We can't be going to remember this tomorrow. We're going to remember the Mishnah has four denim, like we just explained. We're going to remember that there's, in the first half, there's four segments to the sukkah. The first one, why the mission here is different to Mishnah Erevin and the two answers. The second segment of our Gemara is the three opinions of, of Rabbi, of Yosef, and Rabbi, what the reason for the Isser of more than 20 Amis is according to Rabbanan, and why they don't hold of each other. The third segment of the Gemara is the three statements made in the name of Rab of where the case of the mission is arguing is. Number one, a sukkah which the walls don't reach, which don't reach the schach. Number two, a sukkah which is only four amas or four amas. Or number three, a sukkah which is only a rosh of rubu shulchanai and not more than that. The Gemara also wants to know if what the two, those two opinions are arguing about, if it's the minimum shia sukkah or not the minimum shia sukkah. Everyone agrees that the minimum shia sukkah is rosh of rubu shulchanai, but nevertheless they're arguing until four amas. And the last segment of the Gemara is the proof from the story of Hel Malka, the argument about what the case was with Hel Malka, about his sons, where they were sitting, and that brings us to the completion of the first staff of the Gemara, those four steps. Now, the next way to sum up the daf, and that is to follow through the track of the Gemara, what are we left with, what are we not left with, what's answered, what's not answered. Okay, so the first point is, the Gemara asks a question from Erevin, what's the difference? The Gemara, as we said, gives two answers, which means we left with, according to the first answer, Midaraisa, the more correct language is to say Lashn Psul, and Midraban, the more correct language is to say Takanta. According to the second answer, we left with the principle that always we should say the Takanta, except in our mission, it gets too tedious to do that. In the second part of the Gemara, when the Gemara wants to know the reason for Sukkah, so we have three reasons, but each one has a subjection. We have the reason of Rabbah, which is our person to see the Shach. And everyone argues with him because they said that's not what the Pasuk meant. We have the reason of Rav Zerah that the Shach has to provide shade. Everybody argues with him because they said that's not talking about the shade here. That's talking about the Sukkah of the time of Mashiach. And we have the, uh, the answer of Rav that a Sukkah can't be a permanent structure. And they argue with him because if you're talking about what the permanence of the structure, then you shouldn't be able to make it out of permanent materials either. And therefore, even though there isn't one answer which is accepted by everybody, nevertheless... One of the three answers has to be the reason for the mission, and each one has their own opinion. When it comes to the next part of the Gemara, so the Gemara lines up the opinion which holds that if the walls don't reach the schach, 
there's a mechlekes. The world Jewish is like Islam mechlekes, as the same opinion as Rabbah. The opinion which holds that a circle which has only four by four amas, yeah, there's a mechlekes more than that there isn't. The Gemara lands it up with the opinion of Rav Zaira, that is totally where the shade is going to fall. And the last opinion in the, in the name of Rav, and that is mechlekes by a circle which is only enough to hold a person's head, table, and most of his body, we don't find that agrees with any of the opinions of the, we said before, and therefore there must be some other opinion that he held what the reason of the Mishnah was, which the Gemara doesn't specify to us. Right, in the Machlekes between Rabbi Yehud and Chacham about the story of Hel Niamalka, the Maskanus of Gemara is that she was sitting in a big soccer, but there was Ketanias, there were these little booths, these little, so to speak, separate areas within the sukkah which she made for herself with partitions with snias and the question became a factual question were her sons sitting with her or were her sons sitting in the big sukkah this last point brings us to another conclusion which isn't referred in the Gemara but that is if there's an opinion that her sons were sitting with her in the small partition she made for herself it must be that the small partition was for Amos but for Amos, then it would be possible for her sons to sit with her. But if you're talking about the minimum share of seven to, of the size of a person's head, most of his body on his table, which the Gemara is going to say later, is seven tvachim, it's impossible for more than one person to sit in such a small area. And if that's the case, it's understood from the Gemara's discussion that this is also a disproof to the third of the three opinions, which said in the name of Rav, that the Machlokes would be in a sukkah which was only seven tvachim or seven tvachim, because in such a case, Rabun, there wouldn't be a discussion whether his sons were sitting with her in such a small compartment. Okay, this brings us to the end of our sample daf. Taking off the explanation at the beginning and the end, you will see that learning the daf took about 20 minutes, revising the daf four different times, either following step by step, summing up the points in the Gemara, or following up what the Gemara's final point was, it took us about three or four minutes each one. We could speed it up and without the explanation and bring it down to less than that, we managed to do a daf and revise it three times within 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. But we haven't explained the omic of the daf. This is just a sample of the bakirs. Obviously, like every daf in Shast, there's lots of points to think about, there are lots of points to consider, there are lots of questions which we can learn from this Gemara. The main point is you want to know what the Gemara says. But as Hashem, when you talk in the learning part about learning bi'iun, so then we'll explain the next step. How a person analyzes the Gemara, how a person looks for proofs in the Gemara, is medayik of the Gemara, that comes next. The main point is to have a clear basis what the Gemara said. The next step now would be, and this would be in a separate share, to give a sample of how to learn Rashi. To go through the Rashi's on the page now, with the rules you said before, that would leave for a second share. I'm finishing where I started. This should be a sample for anyone who wants to try follow the same method of learning on their own. If there's an interest, especially now that it's been as money, we must have a sukkah um, to continue the sharing like this is 20, maybe 30 minutes a day with the Khazaras. I'm happy to try to do that. Also for the audience who's listening to this recording afterwards, if you would be interested in getting such recordings, please email me. My email is ravsteinhauer, that is R-A-V-S-T-E-I-N-H-A-U-E-R at gmail.com and please, if there is interest in giving these shirim through the banners, I'd be happy to send you the shirim as well. Go